Good morning, afternoon, or night, depending on when you are listening to Bree's Hot Takes. We discuss hot topics of interest and why they're so crucial to society. Today's episode is all about gentle parenting, what it is and what it isn't. But before we continue, make sure to visit the website scarymommy.com for some more information on everything to do with family, including starting a family, maintaining a family, and being kind to yourself if there's ever a point of mistake. We're all human, we make mistakes. From the get-go, gentle parenting is a semi-new term for another type of parenting that we're getting deep into today. Let's start at what gentle parenting isn't. There's a lot of misconceptions, especially when everyone's claiming to know exactly what gentle parenting is. Many parents not practicing this method are not setting firm but loving boundaries with their children, and they're either completely ignoring or indulging in some inappropriate antics from their children. This creates kids that may have some destructive or even dangerous behavior later on in their lives. This is also referred to as permissive parenting or indulgent parenting. This doesn't identify boundaries at all, and it does not teach children to emphasize with others. A good example is a child having a tantrum after spilling a juice box and the parent trying to calm them down with other means, such as questions like, okay, what about a few more minutes on the iPad? This doesn't mean using an iPad is bad, it's just not an appropriate reaction in this example. This is permissive parenting. So then, what exactly is gentle parenting then? Well, it's also referred to as authoritative parenting, and it's a type of parenting that has been proven to work for well-adjusted kids in study after study, year after year. 2023 is not a new year for this term. Gentle parenting is set as it is in order to teach the child about emotions, appropriate emotions, and how to be empathetic with others. Using the example above, say a three-year-old child spills juice. Instead of immediately attempting to ignore or indulge the behavior, a parent can ask questions to figure out why. Gentle parenting attempts to understand what need is the cause for a child's crappy behavior. The three-year-old who spilled might just have wanted to see what would happen. As parents, we can redirect that behavior to spilling cups of water outside. It's less destructive but empathizes with a child and helps to teach both emotion regulation in oneself as well as appropriate behavior versus inappropriate behavior. Using the same example with an older child, say about 10, we can use gentle parenting to teach a more crucial lesson. 10-year-olds should know not to spill drinks, so there's something deeper in their lives going on. As parents, we can handle harder discussions and trust the children enough to care about their needs of why it happened before getting angry, which is responsive, or ignoring that the drink was spilled. Gentle parenting never ignores inappropriate behavior because children need to understand that parents are the authority, but their feelings and opinions do still matter. There is a time and place for everything, and gentle parenting sets out to discuss that from a very early age. Gentle parenting is composed of four extremely important elements. We'll go through each one with an example. So our first one is empathy. Google defines empathy as the ability to understand and share the feelings of another person, such as other kids. Children love to explore their world, and as their parents and caretakers, we should let them explore emotions and other children's emotions as well. A good example of empathy for older children would be how we respond as parents and how we act. So teaching children to identify emotions in others is an excellent idea. 
For example, how we respond to our adult friends sets a precedent for children. As a child, my mother would say statements such as, I'm sorry you're sad or that angers me too in response to her friends, and that left an impression on me. Children imitate their caretakers and learn to identify the emotions of others through these imitations. It's important to them. Respect is our second element of gentle parenting we'll discuss. KidsHelpline.com defines respect as accepting someone for who they are even if they're different from you or don't agree with you. This is a difficult concept when permissive parenting has been the style for so long, but it's already an element we've discussed. In gentle parenting or authoritative parenting, the caretaker or parent is the authority. We are respected, yet we teach our children that we respect them as well. Remember, children need to explore the environments and we must respect their growth. A good example of respect is taking children to museums or teaching about other cultures when they're old enough to understand them. This helps to expand a child's mindset and understand that everyone, no matter how similar, is different and, well, we can respect that idea. Understanding. Speaking of understanding, that's the third element we're discussing. So Google defines this word in two ways. One is perceiving the attended meaning of words, language, a speaker, and the second is to interpret a view or something in a particular way. Both are crucial for children's minds. Understanding is a concept that's best in motion. We explain things to children so they eventually learn the full meaning of a saying or some words. We practice this whenever children ask <laughs> the word why, even if it's seemingly annoying. This question, however, opens the opportunity for a discussion. Let children ask the why question, but instead of immediately answering, ask them to answer first. So here's an example of what I mean. If a child asks, why are there animals in the zoo? We can then turn around the question and ask them in response before I answer, why do you think animals are in the zoo? This helps the child's critical thinking skills as well as understanding the world and how they work. Whatever answer they give, right or wrong, we can then discuss why they're right or wrong and encourage them to think outside the box and understand things. Our last element of gentle parenting, I'd argue, is the most important in determining gentle parenting versus other parenting styles. Boundaries. So, we're going to define our own. We define boundaries as the limits and expectations we set onto others from our own selves. Children don't have too many boundaries in the beginning, so parents and caretakers should teach these by having boundaries with their own children and letting children choose their boundaries as well. So for older children, especially teens, examples would be personal space in rooms that are their own, privacy with their discussion with friends, and letting them choose how they greet others. It might be a hot take with the last example as many parents push their children to tradition. If an aunt or grandma comes over, the child must hug or kiss said relatives. Boundaries in a child could be something such as not enjoying hugs. As parents and caretakers, these boundaries should be respected, much like we expect for our own boundaries of not sneaking out of the house or posting pictures on the internet from our children. It goes both ways. We are the only line of defense for our children, and gentle parenting, authoritative parenting, is a tried and true method to raising children that are good people. And isn't that what we want overall? <laughs>